Amen. Would you give the Lord a great big praise offering this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. My spirit wants to sing just a closer walk with thee. Jesus is my plea. Daily walking close to Thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. I just went back about 40 years. I looked out and I see some, some people going, that wasn't on my playlist. That was on playlists before there were playlists. Amen. Just a closer walk with thee. And then G.T. Haywood stepped out of his office after prayer and fasting said, I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from Bishop was taking up the offering or taking the pledges. And I immediately, what I felt the Holy Ghost speak to me is that whenever there's sacrifice, there's always an outpouring to follow. Amen. Anytime you look at the New Testament, when there was a sacrifice, there was a pouring out of the Spirit of God. You cannot sacrifice and God not respond. Let me say it again. You cannot sacrifice and God not respond. In other words, whenever you sacrifice, God is going to respond. And then there's a song that we sing. And I'm sorry to keep you standing, but give me about 60 seconds. There's a song. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power. blood 
one more time. Amen. The book of Isaiah chapter 38 verse number 1. Isaiah 38 verse 1. I give honor to Pastor and Sister Chance. Thank you. Love you all so very much. Thank you for the opportunity for the invitation to be. And Maestro dude can play the keyboard. Good night. It makes me want to quit playing. Makes me want to just stop. Amen. Pick any song. Mozart, Chopin, Elvis. I thought I'd try. Amen. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. That's pretty strong right there. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy day fifteen years. And this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that he hath spoken. Behold, I will bring again the shadow of degrees which has gone down in the sundial of Ahaz ten degrees backward. So the sun returned ten degrees by which degree it was gone down. Uh, there was a TV show a number of years ago that was really popular. It was called The Extreme Home Makeover. The Home Makeover Extreme Edition or something like that. or One of those. And they're one of the, the cool things that I always thought was really cool is at the end of it, they would, the people that owned the home that was being made over, they would scream out, move that bus. Y'all remember it? They go, move that bus. They'd have hundreds of people out there and they'd all scream together, move that bus. Well, today I want to preach to you for just a few moments on turn that thing around. Turn that thing around. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to Jesus and let's give him the praise. God, I praise you. I praise you. Hallelujah. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. God's going to do great things in the next few minutes. And I just, uh, I'm going to give what he gave to me and I'm going to get out of the way. And let's, let's see what the Lord does. Is that all right with y'all? Amen. I was driving up from Alexandria to uh, uh, some little town up there. I can't remember. Straight up 165. Um, I, I was going to preach, and I, I can't remember. Uh, it was uh, Jones, uh, Jonesboro or somewhere up in that area, and um, or close right by it. And uh, they told me, they said, as I was leaving Alexandria, they said, whatever you do when you go through Georgetown, drive slow. <laughs> When you go through Georgetown, drive slow. I knew where Georgetown was. Uh, there's a little, there's a gas station. I think it's a Chevron, and there's a little car dealership. That's that's all there is to it. So I was driving in a, a car from the dealership. They were repairing mine, and 
So I'm in this, uh, this car from the dealer, and it's got the uh, dealer plates on it. And so when I came into Georgetown, now I'm the type of guy, uh, they make fun of me because I don't really go a lot over the speed limit. Uh, I, I think we give uh, the government enough money. I'm not interested in giving them some more. I try to give them as little as possible. And uh, so I drive the speed limit, maybe a 10 or 20 or 30 miles over. I'm kidding. Um, I was, when I was driving, getting to Georgetown, I knew where it was. And so I backed off, and I, I let the, the uh, speedometer dictate what, how fast I was going. And uh, all of a sudden, I saw a car come in behind me, and I, I looked over at that gas station. And there, it's almost like everybody in town was out there welcoming me. And uh, they were, every, it's almost like everybody turned around and, and looked. And I, I wanted to roll my window down and give that royal wave, hello, hello. Uh, and then uh, the car got up close to me. It got, I have a bubble. And uh, I, I don't really like a lot of people getting really close into my bubble. Can I get a witness from the congregation? Uh, you know, when I'm driving, leave me alone. I don't bother anybody. I'm not going to, I don't have the road rage. I don't, I don't do those things. But I was, I was driving and then this car got up on the, the, my bumper. And so I just kind of tapped my brakes. Hey, back off, Jack. Leave me alone. And got back up on my bumper again. And I did it again. I tapped my brakes. Leave me alone. All of a sudden the car pulled in the left lane and I saw there was something written on the side of the car. <laughs> And uh, it was not Ice Cream Man. Uh, it said police on side of that. At about that time, I was coming across the bridge, and there's a little turnaround uh, on the other side of the bridge, and that car pulled in, the police car pulled in that, that turnaround and went the opposite direction. I wanted to get out of that car and just shout the victory because he hadn't turned his lights on and, and uh, talked to me needlessly. Uh, but I was thankful for the turnaround. And that's what I really want to preach today is uh, turn the thing around. Uh, I believe today there's going to be some turnaround in this building today. Not only in the Holy Ghost, but I believe that God's going to do some physical turning in this house today. The scripture I read to you, the book of Isaiah chapter 38, it was the story of Hezekiah. And he came to rule when he was about 25 years old. He ruled, ruled for several years. And most of the kings before him did not serve God. Uh, but the Bible said Hezekiah did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He tried to do right. And uh, I, I think it's very important that we understand there's a difference between doing right and trying to do right. Amen. Uh, we can try to do right, uh, but it's not always the right thing. But uh, if we attempt it, if we give it a shot, if we, we try our best, if, we, uh, if we, we follow after the Word of God, then God is going to, uh, to, uh, to honor that and God is going to respect that. But we've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. We have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, help me just a little bit. Amen. Every once in a while. I don't know what you walked into here today with the generational lies or, or emotional conflict. I, I don't know what kind of a situation you walked in here with, but I know that God can turn it around for you today. Hallelujah. Despite all of our efforts, we can't uh, experience sometimes a breakthrough, but God can break through for us. Hallelujah. And when the only news that you have been given is when the doctor says uh, it's not good, then I'm telling you God can turn it around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the quarrels are so consistent at home, you're looking for a way out. I'm telling you, God can turn those things around. Hallelujah. I was preaching in Mississippi and a lady uh, was sitting over here somewhere and, 
And uh, I, I, I was walking across and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and I said, ma'am, I said, the Lord uh, just told me, I said, you had a doctor's appointment today and the doctors uh, have said that you have six months to have a short time to live. I said, don't believe the word of the doctors. I want you to believe the word of the Lord. And she said, can I stand up and say something? And I normally don't do it, but the pastor kind of gave me the go ahead. She said, I had a doctor's appointment today. My family didn't know anything about it. The doctor said, I have six months to live. I'm telling you, God. God has turned that thing around. Uh, hallelujah, God. We, the, the place absolutely went up in smoke. Why? It's not about me, but understanding that God has the ability that God can turn it around. Come on, they, it's not up to me. It's uh, All I know to do is to pray the prayer of faith, and the Lord shall raise them up. Come on, somebody help me in this place today. I want you to understand the Bible says, if God be for me, then who can be against me? I like to look at that. If God goes before me, then he's going to take care of everything in my path and God will turn it around. I want somebody to understand today. It's not a matter of what it looks like. It's a matter that God said, I can do it. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will will direct your path. Hallelujah. For when we allow God to fight our battles, we're not going to have to worry about our enemies. There's people walked into this building today, not only with sickness in your body, but with problems that are going on in your life. I'm telling you what the Holy Ghost spoke to me this morning when I was getting ready for this service. There's people in this building that God said, I'm going to turn it around for you. The problems you've been facing in your life, I'm fixing to take care of those things. The problems of the people that have been giving you problems, I'm going to take care of those things. But ladies and gentlemen, we've got to trust in Him and say, God, I don't understand all of it, but I understand one thing, that You reign supreme. Come on, our problem is we want to live by emotion. Now, yes, I'm limping, but I'm still walking. Hello? I I, I might just preach that for a few moments. I I told Pastor before we walked in here, I said, we've been moving some stuff, and I've done something. The older you get, the kind of, those things just don't work real well anymore, and and so I'm limping a little bit, but at least I'm walking. Ladies and gentlemen, you might have limped in here, but I can tell you, you're going to walk out of here. Come on, you limped in here with a problem in your life, but I'm telling you that God can turn your situation around. But I've got to trust in Him and say, God, it's not about what I see. We're, we, we, I, I'm tired of living by emotion. Emotion is going to mess you up every time. Come on, I've heard people say, well, I just, I just follow your heart. That's a bunch of baloney. Don't listen to your heart. The Bible says the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. I need to live by what I know. I know that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Come on, I, I know that in the, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was made flesh. Come on, I know that. I know that He loves me. I know that I'm His child. I know that He is on my side. I know that if God is for me, then nothing can stand against me. It's a rhetorical question. It does not need an answer because it's already been answered in the question. Come on, somebody hear what I'm trying to say today, that God will turn it around. Whatever your problem is, whatever your situation, God will turn it around. 
Listen, I, I, now I, I, understand, I understand the dynamics of what, where I'm at right now. I don't believe it is by accident. But ladies and gentlemen, I do not believe for one moment it is the will of God that we have all sorts of diseases. I do not believe it is the will of God that, that there's a lot of things that take over our body. I live by the knowledge that He has created everything. I live by the knowledge that God is in control. And whatever happens, it is up to Him. But it is up for, to me to pray for him or for that situation. Come on, I, just shake your head and wave at me every once in a while so we don't call 911 again. I, 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 listen, it, it's the, he's the God. Of, he, he will turn everything around. God is the ability. The, the book of Psalms chapter 126, verse number 1 says, It was a song for the ascent to Jerusalem. When the Lord restored his exile to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter. We sang for joy. And the nation said, What amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes. Lord, as, renew the, the, as streams renew the desert, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they shall sing as they return with their harvest. It might not look, in other words, what he was saying, it might not look good right now, but you're going to come, when you come out, you're going to be singing with joy because God has stepped in the middle of your situation. Come on, I'm trying to help somebody in this place today. Before Benjamin was born, when God named Israel, when he changed his name to, uh, from Jacob to Israel, there was a wrestling that took place. There was a time that the, the wrestling was happening. It was going on. The angel said, you've got to let me go. And, and Jacob said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I present something here to you today for your, uh, for your consideration. That many times we wonder why we're going through these things. Things. There is that we live in an instant era, an era of instant gratification. Patience in the process with God is is really a rare commodity. And the fact that uh, that God is wanting to do some things, we've got to learn how to have patience with God and not try to figure things out ourselves. You see, there's a lady in the, the book of Esther that before they could go before the king, there was a time of waiting. They had to wait about twelve months, and the reason was is that it. When, if, if they waited before that, then uh, the king would not know who the child was. But after 12 months, it was going to show itself. You might have to be waiting for a little while, but I'm telling you, God will show up right when you need him. Come on, the three Hebrew children, when they were stepped into that or put in the fiery furnace, the king said, turn it up seven times hotter. So much that the king's uh, mighty men fell dead at the doorstep. If you're in the middle of the fire right now, you need to thank God that you're in the middle of the fire because if you're in the fire that means he is with you he said i will never leave you nor forsake you you need to thank god you didn't die at the doorstep but you are in the fire and if you're in the fire god is with you Come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I need somebody to step out right now and say, God, I thank you for it. I thank you for what you're doing. I may not understand it right now, but I know that. Oh, come on. God, I don't understand it, but I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for giving me the promises. 
Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. God is fixing to do something in this place right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there's got to come a revelation to us that it is not about me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about you. Your problem is not about you. Your problem is not about how good you are or how nice you are or how you dress. The problem is what is coming in front of you. And the enemy says, if I can distract them, then I'm going to remove their destiny. Your destiny is to be a praiser. Your destiny is to be a worshiper. And if the enemy can keep you from that, then God is... Come on, I'm trying to help somebody in this house today. That Come on, God wants to move everything out of your way and say, I'm going to be a worshiper. I may not feel like worshiping right now, but I know that's what I need to do. When you don't, when you don't know what to do, you do what you know how to do. God, I don't understand it, but I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to worship. I'm still going to shout. Why? Because I am destined to be a worshiper. God, how do you, well, Nicodemus had to turn around. Nicodemus, he come to Jesus in the middle of the night. And Jesus said, marvel not that I say to you, a man must be born again. You've got to be born of the water and of the spirit. Mary and Martha, they had to turn around. Well, come on, let's talk about, uh, uh, let's, let's talk about who's the guy that they put in the, the, the he was dead. It was uh, Lazarus, thank you. Obviously, I'm not looking at my notes. Lazarus was dead. He had a massive turnaround because it was done. They had him wrapped up. They had the stone in front of the tomb. But the Lord said, I'm not going to let the stink stop me, and I'm not going to let a stone stop me. I know what... Come on, somebody, hear me. That God has, has the ability... Have you ever been praying for something and you say, well, why, why didn't it turn out? I, I don't know why it didn't turn out. That's not up to me. But there's something called divine, divine, divine denial or divine delay. Divine denial means that God says, no, I don't want you going right into that. I don't want you to take care of that. But divine delay means I'm going to let you have it, but there's got to be a purifying that has to take place. Come on, Gideon. You're going to start off with 3,200 men, but I'm going to whittle it down to about 300 men. And that 300 300 men is going to take on 157,000 soldiers. Don't tell me that God cannot do it. You've come too late to tell me that miracles do not happen. Why? Because I've got a wife sitting right over there. The doctor said you've got breast cancer, but God said everything is going to be all right. Come on, I'm telling you, you're looking at a man that had colon cancer, but God said I've got it all under control. I'm telling you right now that God has the ability and I will trust in him. Come on, somebody, shout to God with the voice of God. Isaiah chapter 1, you find that Isaiah is really upset at the way that Israel is doing. He's, he's upset because they have turned their back on God. And he starts in chapter 1, he says, oh, you uh, wicked people. Chapter 2, he said, you vipers and you horrible people. Uh, have you ever been to the place where the more you talk about a situation, the angrier you get? Hello? Am I the only one that does that? The more, I, sometimes I say, stop talking about no more. I'm not talking about because the more I get upset or the more I talk about it, the more upset I get. And, and my spirit begins to get affected by that. And this is what happened to Isaiah. He starts telling about how bad Israel was doing and, and the horrible things. In chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, he's about to stroke out. He is so upset. 
But something happens in chapter 6. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse one, number 1, he said, uh, in the year that Uzziah died, he said, I saw the Lord sitting up on a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Verse number 2, please. And above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And it, one cried unto another, and he said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of them that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me. The first five chapters of the book of Isaiah, everything was about them. Everything was about how bad they were, how, how many problems you've got, and you're just wicked people. But there was a revelation that happened in Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, he said, And I, in the, king, the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. The way that they worked it back then is when a king would win, he would take a piece of the king that lost, he would take a piece of the robe and they would sew it onto the robe of the winning king. And uh, the longer the robe was, the more victories they had. And he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. In other words, he said, I have seen so many miracles. I saw everything that God had done. He said, there was something happened. There was a revelation. Then he said, woe is me for I, he changed the focus from about him, about them to himself. He said, woe is me for I am a man of unclean lips. There was a revelation that took place and then all of a sudden God did the miraculous. I want somebody to understand today it's not how bad your situation is. It's about how good God is and how big God is. It's about how great God is. It's not about me. It's about you God. That's why I'm not going to live on the emotion. I'm going to live by that I know that he loves me. I know that I am his own and I know that his blood was shed for me. I was in Brazil. I was in Brazil back in, uh, in July and I uh, was preaching and, uh, at a crusade. We had three different crusades. And one, a man, man come up to me and he said, Brother Marshall, he said, uh, uh, it seems like some people over here believe uh, that uh, not everybody can get their healing. And I said, oh, really? And uh, I, this is not like me, but I felt just a holy boldness or... Uh, uh, Something rose up. I don't know what it was. Well, yeah, I do too. It was the Holy Ghost rose up. And I, I began to preach at the next crusade. I said, let me tell you something. I said, if miracles were not available to everybody, then his blood was in vain. His, that, the beating that he took on his back was in vain if it was not for everybody. He did not pick and choose who he heals and who he touches. He did not pick and choose who is going to get a miracle today. Some of you that walked into this building need a miracle like you have never met a needed a miracle before. Some of you walked in here today saying, I've got to have something from God. I'm telling you, God is here and God is going to do exactly what you ask him to do. It's not about a show. I told somebody, I said, I'm not forcing anything. I'm just going to follow the flow of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, God is wanting to do something in this house in a magnificent way. Whatever your problem is, whatever your situation is, God is going to take care of it. Come on, would you lift your voice to heaven? Everybody in this place, come on, everybody in this place, would you lift your hands? Hallelujah.